0: P.S. I Love Hoffman is brought to you by the Cage Club Podcast Network. For all things Cage Club related, head on over to cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me. Kyle, we, we have a boat movie today.
1: A boat movie? Oh, it's another boat movie. I another pirate like video. Yeah.
0: I was going to say, we have a lot of boat movies. I think it was Kara, from which Thinking are that she wants to do a boat <laughs> podcast. <laughs> there are a lot of fun boat movies. Yeah. Um, Captain Phillips. Captain, Yeah, that's a, that's a hilarious well, one. I'll see
1: the boat movie.
0: <laughs> Titanic. Is that... So, but, okay, but there's a, there a whole bunch of boat movies. What's the one with Cuba Gooding Jr. that you really like? Boat Trip? Boat Trip, yeah.
1: <laughs> I don't like that. You said
0: Take it was the- in your top five once? Shut up. Gone Fishing. Gone Fishing? <laughs> I don't think of boat movies. There's a movie I saw once, about a, it was like an 80s movie, where they're like racing boats, but it was a kind of a comedy, and the boat was called The Boat. Oh. That's all I remember. Speed 2 speed Two cruise control yeah yeah that's not a keanu club one it should have been but unfortunately it's not yeah it's a bullock club it's a bullock club <laughs> um but i mean so we have this boat film but regardless i think we haven't done this on oh well, we actually did this pretty recently right
1: yeah we did it for doubt but, but, the, but you
0: guys you haw fans have been so great with the comments we wanted to share some we got uh yeah speaking of doubt we got a lot of comments on doubt so let, let's uh let's discuss them rob said loved this film
1: for doubt Brad said, "Wild movie. Somebody had a vision and a good imagination to write this one." For oh doubt? wait, nope, that was synecdoche. <laughs> I was like, "I've never heard of that one before." Sorry. Well, Brad, you get a shout out anyway. Yeah, Brad, <laughs> I'm like, that. what? <laughs> like, that's a weird description. No, because I doubt. went to that to see if that was the last. That was the last movie we did. Console. Gotcha. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. Well, first we had uh, William tag Anna. Just I love I love that that always makes me happy. It's not a comment, but it's letting people know like, <laughs> oh, check out this article, you know.
0: Yeah, Shane, phenomenal film. <laughs> but then Shane, thank you for for liking the post and saying it's a phenomenal film. But then Christian, your friend, I assume or yeah maybe asked if you'd seen Hate, Hateful Eight. Not a Hoffman film, um, but you guys went on yeah. nice little banter about Hateful Eight. Do you like Hateful
1: Eight? Uh, I think you liked
0: it when it came out, but every time I've asked you
1: since, yeah, it's like really my sold it third to least favorite Tarantino. What's your least Tarantino? Fa- favorite Tarantino film? My least favorite, yeah, Django.
0: Django, and that was a movie you liked when you first saw it. No, no, no. I thought it was. Nope. I think you were just hyping it a lot. Like when I remember you excited to see it. I would. Liked Leonardo DiCaprio on it. That's about it. <laughs> oh, 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 let's. We like to say our negatives. too.
1: Oh, and I'm really. And that movie made me upset because Christoph Waltz beat Philip Seymour Hoffman for best supporting actor for his role in that, which is a nice version of Hans Landa versus Philip Seymour Hoffman winning for uh, the Master.
0: Yeah, that was BS. Yeah, that was he won best actor, or was Philip Seymour Hoffman best supporting actor? In Philip Seymour Hoffman
1: was nominated for best supporting.
0: Actor. Oh, okay, it's weird because he's the master. Yeah.
1: Randy Irvan,
0: liberal junkie. He did not like Phil Hoffman. He thinks Phil Seimerhoffman is a liberal junkie. Well, Randy, I, 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 I don't like to call people out, but your profile photo is a bud ice sitting on top of a stove and you work at the
1: Randy go fuck yourself. Whoa,
0: whoa, whoa. His coworkers at the Corvette assembly plant in Michigan are going to be very upset with you, Kyle. Go fuck yourself. Oh no, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so he's not a fan. And then Jason Atkins said, "Yeah, you tell him, Randy." So not fans of Philip Seymour Hoffman. We we respect all opinions. Well, Kyle doesn't. No. Kwong, Quang, Quang Tong. One of my favorite movies, and Hoffman's performance in it was outstanding. This is all for doubt, by the way. A lot of lot of good a uh, lot of good rapport for doubt. A lot of comments.
1: Yeah, and I guess the last one. Well, like, did you think this one was sarcastic
0: or? So we're having this debate here, Diane. If you can chime in, Diane Witchman. Jones. Well, we don't like the full names, but I just did. Diane, yeah. he, you said, yeah, doubt very seriously. In all caps, seriously. Seriously, if I will ever be watching a film with such garbage actresses. Kyle thinks you're being sarcastic. I'm giving you the benefit of the doubt of sarcastic. If you are not being sarcastic and you're calling Meryl Streep, Amy Adams, and Viola Davis...
1: Garbage actresses. Garbage actress.
0: actresses. You need to
1: watch more films. Yeah. Who's a good actress to you, then? Maybe you don't like their politics, but that's not what we're talking here. No, I mean... what is- Ra- Randy didn't like that he was a liberal junkie, but that doesn't mean that he's not a good actor.
0: And he's more libertarian. Yeah. Anything. A- anyway, but regardless, it's like, Kyle, you, you know, I know, we separate the politics... From the film, especially on this podcast, yeah. Um, just just some other comments, quick from the other films before we dive right into Jacko's boating because it's very very fun.
1: Yeah, Mary Max Dale said. They have that movie at the local library. I've been wanting to see it. So, Dale, I hope that at least through our maybe if you listened to the episode or you just saw our posting of the you know the episode that intrigued you to go and finally uh, you know rent the
0: movie. Well, Kyle, you've said this. If we can just get people to watch more Hoffman films, and our job is done.
1: Yeah, that's all. That's I mean, I'm having a good time talking movies with my friend, and then the next that's like the first and you know thing and then the next thing is i just want as many people to see Philip norhoffman's work as possible
0: a lot of positive response for pipe radio david said love that movie yeah uh beth so good kevin great movie Uh, you know a lot a lot of positive responses there yeah
1: glad you guys agree with
0: me and last comment we'll talk about is the invention of lying or last uh just got one comment there yes (laughs) and it said from matthew that's funny the other day i was like quote Ricky Gervais thinks he's really funny. He's not that funny, unquote. Then a kind of sweaty, smiley face, like, yeah. ha ha. But I like him enough.
1: Meh. Meh. Well, I love a fair. good meh. Yeah. I do eh, but <laughs> meh. <in> the fan. <laughs>
0: that's fair. That's eh, fair. Especially not, not our biggest Hoffman film on the podcast. Yeah. So keep the commenting, guys. We, we love to hear it again. Maybe we'll read yours on the air. If it strikes our interest, I suppose. And
1: thanks again. And enjoy my sultry voice while I have a cold.
0: Iggy Pop, Amen. (laughs) Let it rock. I'm a fucking idiot. Red meat, we crave sustenance. I'm an artist. Hello, my name is Truman. I want you have some fun. Fun, fun. Tommy. That's uh, a thing. Whoever she is, I'm gonna find her and I'm gonna hurt her. I've spent the past three years
1: learning Finnish! <laughs> I'm
0: always home, I'm on cool. This is a process of de <laughs> Shut, shut,
1: shut, <laughs> shut, shut, shut up!
0: Hey, Hoff fans, welcome to this week's edition of the PSI Love Hoffman podcast, our love letter to the remarkable career of the late, great Philip Seymour Hoffman. I'm Brian
1: Rodriguez. And I'm Kyle Reinfried.
0: We're always home, we're always cool. we're always ready to talk great movies. Kyle, special treat for a couple reasons today. Yes. But we get to talk about the actor and the director. And the director. Because they are one in the same for the first and only time.
1: Yes, unfortunately the only time. I mean, this is a... <sighs> Uh, I think we've got some things to talk about this film, but uh, it's uh, we're going to be talking about Jacko's boating. And to join us is uh, Joanna Arcieri. Hi, Arcieri. Arcieri. Arci- Welcome. <laughs> <Joanna>. <laughs> 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 Thanks for joining us. I mean, uh, we 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 just met like a week ago, oh, yeah, through a mutual friend, mm-hmm. Nate, who is an avid film goer. Uh, Thank you for joining us. So, we just we we met and we were kind of talking films. You had some like I mean, so give, give us just t- tell tell the Hoff fans. Yeah, this My is background? the first time. Yeah, I'm yeah
2: meeting give us you. a little bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who are you? Who am I? Uh, that's a good question. I ask myself that every single day. Um I so I'm Joanna. I am a semi-retired film writer, blogger and occasional podcaster I've taken a very long sabbatical yeah. from everything and was working in other fields and then I don't know I woke up into the first day of 2018 and I was like I should get back into what I used to do all the time and yeah. you know my background's in film studies and media studies and I just for a various sort of reasons left it behind. Now I'm back. Now you're back. And we're happy (laughs) to have you
0: back. Happy to uh, escorting you into the new things of 2018.
1: So you had your own podcast?
2: I did. My friend and I, this is six years ago. My friend and I had a podcast that, um, when we were both unemployed journalists, just like, what can we do together while we're figuring out our lives? And it's called The Allie and Joanna Show. And we talked about pop culture and... Pretty much like reality TV, everything, celebrity culture, all of it. For and we did it for about a year, and then uh, we got different jobs and moved on. And you know, different. She works at refinery 29 now, my friend Allie. But like, it's you know, it's different different paths. And yeah. then I then I worked in politics for a little while and dived around local political campaigns. And, Is that how you and Nate met? Yeah, we met through mutual friends and okay. political thing. Yeah.
1: We've got some... P- P- PSH has dabbled in uh, political... Yeah, we have uh, one coming up one soon. One coming up, Ides I'd of March. Oh,
2: uh, yeah. You haven't done the Ides of March yet?
1: No, that's n- the next uh, that's 2011. episode. 2011. Right? Yeah. we yeah. were well, having a debate what Oh yeah. it's first. It's always. Or, yeah, or exactly. IMDB has things in different order.
2: Uh, right got you. Oh, gotcha. Oh, because you're going in chronological order, yes. right? Yeah. That, yes. yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: That's next year, 2011. We are yes. in 2010. And he's
1: had two other... He had the documentary. What was it? There's a couple names... For the documentary. Oh yeah. Do you remember? Oh god. We're, it's about the terrible. Bush-Gore election. Oh. Okay. And he's very much in. I mean, he keeps it pretty much like in the middle. He's Green Party. He says, but it was. He's a
0: libertarian. A libertarian. Then he says libertarian.
1: Oh to my sway, god. He's yeah. a libertarian. The party's over. The party's over. Yes, yeah. The party's Except over. It's a, he he like hosts and everything. Mm, it's, yeah, it's, it's pretty nice. good. It's good. Pretty and I'm bad. Old, there was one other.
0: There was. Maybe not. I'll, I'll, we'll have to look back yeah. into the annals of our PSI Love <laughs> podcast because I don't think this is our bad one. memories. Yeah. I mean, there are. There's political intrigue in many a film, but yeah, yeah. Not but to it's the not as of those two. and it's
2: not as blatant as *Ida March*, which I love. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh yeah, oh yeah. It's it's such a good cannot
0: movie. wait to talk about that one. Yeah. But today, Jack Jacko's voting.
1: Goes voting. It was a play uh, written by Bob. Well, excuse me, Glaudini, I'm going to go with. Uh, in two thousand and seven, it was, uh, was began performance through the Labyrinth Theater Company, which is what our main man PSH. Yeah, his was, uh, his
0: baby, the yeah. thing he cared about way more than his f- films. Yeah, not I all. Mean, di- yeah, he
1: directed a bunch of plays again. through that. I don't know if he. I think he. I, I didn't. I couldn't find anywhere if he specifically directed this as a play as well. But he did star as Jack in it, and then so did. Uh, John Ortiz as the character Clyde, and so did Daphne Rubin Vega as Lucy, but not uh, Amy Ryan. Amy Ryan, though, Phyllis Zimmerhoffman's favorite. Yes. Um, Where have we seen her in? Capote. And boy, (laughs) we're we're we're, we're slacking today. today. (laughs) There was another. It was like a surprise. Well,
0: do you remember where we saw Daphne Rubin Vega with him
1: previously? In... uh, in uh, Flawless. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Pizazz <possess laughs> of that. In, but, in Rent. <laughs> and yeah. I was looking up... Original it, Mimi. And, it, and it's, yes.
0: So again, he's worked with Original Mimi and New Mimi.
1: And it was Charlie Wilson's War. That's the film I was thinking about. Because we said in one, in one episode, a political trio. Yeah, okay.
0: Oh, true. He's
1: yeah, CIA, but it's a political... Yeah. You know. yeah. yeah. No, that's fair. That's 100%, 100% fair. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so long ago, that 2007 film compared to this 2010 film, I... <laughs> but uh yeah so she amy ryan was the only one it was a uh the actress's name was beth cole she played connie but uh i mean it was uh you know our amy ryan who's amazing yeah she's a fantastic actress I actually was not watching. enough
2: amy ryan in movies
1: no no very true that's what john Harden said for when we watched capote yeah
0: you know i like i like mcqueen's actors too Oh, she's she's from Queen. Yeah,
1: ah, there we go. And uh, I mean, the only other act—I mean, the really—it's a small cast. It's about the four of them. Mm-hmm. But you had Uncle Frank, Richard Petroselli, Doctor Bob, Tom McCarthy, and uh, Cannoli, played by Salvatore Inzorio. Oh, <laughs>
0: Beautiful pronunciations today. I'm loving it. That's yeah, it, Jean Ortiz. Jean- <laughs> <laughs> um, but before we get into the film, yes, you are our first guest in a while who's been a new guest, right? Because we haven't done this in a while, I feel like. I know,
1: the flat... Oh my god.
2: (laughs) I feel like there's pressure
1: I should feel, but don't.
0: (laughs) So we always ask our guests uh, a couple of questions, new guests a couple of questions.
1: Yeah, so let's first go with uh, what was the first film that you kind of recall, like, you know, like, oh, like, you recognize... Not that you're like, that's Philip Singer Hoffman, but like that, you know, he stood out to you. uh,
2: Oh, I mean... I feel like Twister was always on TV, so like that. <laughs> no. I mean, I feel like everyone probably says Twister for all it's roughly a roughly in our early thirties, like Twister, yeah. and then um, Dusty, Dusty, Dusty. Um, and then because you know when I started my my blog and I started writing about film, I was still in high school, early college. So that's right around when Capote came out during that Oscar race, and that's like the first. I actually went back on my blog and read my first review, like when I was still like beginning to write film reviews and they're really bad and embarrassing but I like I stubbornly like I can't delete this from the internet even though they're so bad you're gonna read one for us right now no I'm not gonna read it (laughs) but it's like take my word for it like if you it's anything I wrote on my website before like 2010 is like incredibly bad and but like there's a review of Capote that I wrote and so that's
0: how did you review Capote
2: I mean I wrote like four paragraphs and I went like this is the plot this is the actor this is like what I think about Philip Sumer Hoffman and it's it's positive I hope it was positive yeah it's positive (laughs) but it's like it's very much like a very like rudimentary
1: Review. Some
0: well, people say this is a rudimentary podcast. Uh, what well, I was going <laughs> to say company. is,
1: as Brian and our <laughs> listeners know, as haw fans know, I am not one, again, to put pen to paper and uh, not, yeah. Finger to... Key. Key. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, you were a drummer, after all.
1: Yeah, that's why I wasn't Just good, because it was the about drums. the hand and the arms, but the real talent comes from the uh, fast fingers, but anyway uh she didn't know that <laughs> yeah yeah uh and okay so
2: yeah and uh, then like it goes on from there and then like as i started watching more and more films and i got really more intense about it you know i the big lebowski comes up and then eventually although the first time i i didn't see the big lebowski until i was maybe uh like in my early 20s like I didn't see The Big Lebowski until maybe like 2012, 2013. Wow. I I really... And then I had, I would say, not one of the best viewing experiences because I went to a special screening of it, which means I was only surrounded by... By
1: people that were saying the lines. Yeah, and, and it just yeah. kind
2: of detracts from that experience. And so... Yeah. It, it kind of ruined the movie for me, even though, like, I know that it's like I enjoy it and I like it, and I'm just like, oh, I just don't want to see it again. Yeah,
1: that kind of movie doesn't have, like, if you're with a crowd of people, yeah, that love it, it's especially just, it's, that movie, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, but like, one of the few experiences that I've had like that was when we saw all seven Rockies in a row. Oh, and just like, <laughs> but those are more fu- like it's rocky, like, you're not like. M- yeah, this is much a more like times, nuance too. and like fun little things. Mm-hmm. No, but I feel like we've Lebowski. been to
0: something where it was just like so annoying that the people were talking through things. Yeah, like a rescreening of something where like oh, this is just ruining it for us. Maybe. And we've done a couple of those, so who knows?
1: Um. And our second question is: Do you? I mean, do you have a favorite role of his, or a couple, or? Oh,
2: the Ides of March, I really enjoy. I went back and I watched. There's that monologue he has in The Ides of March to Ryan Gosling, and it's. It's so. Oh
0: my God. Yeah. So incredible. Watching that this week.
2: And then uh, I also really enjoy. Give me a second to think about it. It's almost famous. I don't know why I couldn't remember almost famous.
0: (laughs) Of
1: course. And that's, I mean, that is a big part of our show. That's like definitely, I think, in the top five films, like the reason that we were like, we're doing a podcast.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I first thought of the idea when. I saw a bunch in a row.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. almost
0: famous as one of them. Randomly. Yeah. Ides of March and Moneyball. Those are this one like Blu-ray was getting cool. So, <laughs> those, those are like two Blu-rays I own, and mm-hmm. I was just like, I watched them both in a row. Like, this is awesome.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so uh, yeah, almost famous. I mean, you know. Yeah.
0: Stay on cool. You know. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's where our our, our and beginning I, and end
2: comes. Yeah, from. and I think like doubt is if we want to talk about like play to film adaptations, like doubt is one of the best. Play to film. Yeah, it's not an easy thing to do. Yeah. as we see today. Yeah.
1: No, but I mean, so this is a play to film. This is also a first time director. But I, I mean, I, I I enjoyed it. Uh, I just, when you when you guys were coming over, I started saying that like uh, I bought this movie when it came out. Like bought it on. It was like one of the last DVDs I bought. Um. Well, well, yeah. I mean, I've seen you buy
0: DVDs recently. From time to time Like not blo- Like No not like blo- to Like a funny movie or Oh something. Okay, okay sure But I'm just saying In the
1: spec Like transition
2: Not of. non-ironically
1: Yes not ironically There we go Yeah exactly Because I, I do recently Buy VHS as well So just, But ironically You buy VHS Ironically I buy VHS Yeah Because I'm cool like that. But, uh, yeah, so I bought bought it when it came out on DVD, and I guess 2010, maybe early 2011 when it came out. And I didn't really remember much from this film. But when rewatching it, I did enjoy it. The biggest thing is, it's an hour and a half long, and it felt much longer. Yes. (laughs) Had both of you seen it before? No. No?
0: Okay, yeah, this is my first time, too. So, Kyle, you're the only one. It's my second time, but again... Didn't really. wait. Wait. You bought it, saw it once, and then didn't see it till now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah huh? Good purchase. Uh, well, I, I lo- he was he was
1: at the time, still is like my favorite. Well, actor. it saved
0: you a couple so. a couple shillings this time. You didn't have to
1: rent it. No, it's that's actually it's at my parents' house. I had to rent. Never mind. I don't have my DVDs here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Good then. Good purchase. Good yeah. Purchase. <laughs> So before we dive into this little beauty, Kyle, can you uh, summarize this oh, yeah, film for you're, our fans? I'm gonna go with
1: my amazing words at, uh, work. The wordsmith. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, Jack is a shy and awkward man, but uh, seems he would do anything for anyone. So when his friends Clyde and Lucy set him up with Connie, Jack starts a journey to learn new things such as swimming, cooking, and boating. So it kind of sounds like what you're saying. You want to do? You want to like you know learn like you know get you know. Does this art reflect your life?
2: That I want to get into swimming, boating, and no, cooking?
1: but like new activity, like new you thing. Know, well, new I don't know. New things in 2018. You're, you're presuming
0: no, she, she ex- doesn't swim or boat.
2: No, not those
0: <laughs> specific things.
3: Activities. It's
2: not that I want to get into new things in 2018. I'm oh, sort okay. of returning to what I used to do because uh, okay. I took a okay. long break from it. There's a slight difference. Ah. Uh, okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: well. Anyway, so, so you,
2: you tried saying, a good transition, though. Right? You were yeah. saying you liked the film.
1: Yeah, I do. I do like it. It's um. It's it, it remind well. There's a couple of moments that like remind me of like other thing, of other movies. He, 100 oh, percent, yeah. But uh, the biggest I would say is Love Liza, which is a film that maybe I don't know, maybe that's something in their blood. Love, Love Liza is a film that his brother, Gordy, Gordy, thank you, wrote, uh, wrote. And so I don't know. There was just a very just I guess this. Synth- there's a slow plotting character studiness, yeah, mm-hmm. to it, and just like a very kind of. I mean, he's not that that film. He's like a tragic character, like a tragedy happened to him. This is just a very, again, like shy, awkward, possibly on the spectrum, which what did we say recently also? Because we're forgetting everything. Uh, there was also...
0: It's been, it's been coming up a bunch of yeah. his characters. I This film for me, um, I don't hate it. Like I, I liked it. But I think I more like it in the context of what we're doing here at the mm-hmm. PSI Love Hoffman podcast. Con- uh, podcast because it's it's a window into like how he thinks especially how he directs I was kind of more mm-hmm. interested in his direction than his acting here yeah because he like like you said with love Liza he clearly loves these slow plotting character studies where it's about movement and the way people look at each other and the way people just their body moves yeah you know like like there's so just many them in like, their settings this isn't a movie that I would recommend to somebody who wants to have fun one night or let's right. pop in something and like you know like enjoy ourselves. No. It's 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 important in the canon of Philip Seymour Hoffman.
2: Yeah, because it's not a good movie. <laughs> I mean, can I can I be completely honest? Least, yeah, yes, like of it's it's an interesting movie for him as an actor and a director, particularly because it's the only movie he directed. But if we're going to talk about it as structurally a movie, it's not a great movie, and it's there's times when I uh, the characterization of that of Jack just seemed like what is the point of this character? What is Is he on the spectrum? Is he just weird and awkward? How are these people like? That in itself is confusing, and it makes it weird to watch at times. And and then you just get into, um, you know, I went back and I actually read some of the play, and I was reading it as a play, and it's a much better play than it is a, a movie. And I think that in itself is interesting it, and just goes back to what I was saying before. About, I assume like,
0: none of us saw the play, right?
1: Okay, No. no. I, can't. I, I mean, I've never really seen that many plays I'll to play. play. Yeah. Yeah, I've never seen <laughs> it's a play. I like the play,
2: but... What is the play?
0: It, I can't... I, that, I was just going to say, I'm glad you read into it. You should maybe host this show now.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: but... I can't see this being a good play c- was... coming from the movie, but but everyone says it's great, and I believe them obviously. But it was, you know, what I'm saying, like yeah, well, going yeah, backwards
1: that way. Well, and that's the other thing. I mean, since I'm like <laughs> not familiar, like with just like I'm sure it's a great this... play. Yeah, but I'm it's... just curious how like they pull off certain things. I the, mean,
2: they the swimming scenes. For, so I mean, I only read reviews. I didn't like go back and like find clips on YouTube or anything like that because they don't exist. I didn't look, <laughs> um, but something about just the way um, the plays the swimming scenes especially become more about the movement of the characters mm-hmm. and so it becomes uh, my interpretation of like what I mean the New York Times review about it is that it's like a very ballet modern dance performance between Philip Seymour Hoffman oh. and John Ortiz. is that is yeah yeah mm-hmm. so it's that's how those are staged oh, I like and that. I it's, it seems interesting I mean it's and so i think in that sense that makes sense why it works really well as a play and also because you know it's the classic problem when you tra- when you transition a play to a screen is you know you're expanding the worlds right yeah. so you're you're by then incorporating more it really sort of does a disservice to the original work because the point of a play is that it's intimate it's between two characters it's you know that's why i think in this movie, what the scene that works the best is when all four are at that dinner party. Yes. Because 100%. that's where it's really probably closest to the intimate stage component of it. I can it.
0: agree more. You know yeah. I love me a good dinner party scene. Oh,
3: oh
1: yeah. So it <laughs> got into like, uh, almost like a who's afraid of Virginia yeah. Wolf, Which is like.
2: probably, arguably, one of the greatest play to screen yeah, adaptations. One of the few, one yeah, one of the few
1: plays I've actually seen performed as a play. Yeah, Where <laughs> did you see that? Uh, was some theater down. T- like that's how. Like I don't know the, word. It was <laughs> in the city. It was down. Da- it, da- it, was was vi- it was in way. the village. Yeah. I'm just kind of shocked. Yeah, that you saw that. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. It was during college. Oh, yeah. It was like we just covered it in like a film class, and someone was just like, "Oh, it's you know." I mean, that's cool. Be-
2: that's one of those ones that if it's on stage, you should go see it.
1: Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. It wasn't. I mean, again, I'm not. Like maybe they were names, but I remember like looking up and like it wasn't like any of any clout yeah, I think it was it was low. It it's it's you know, the the intimacy of
0: that scene is great. I like films with like cast and like intimate conversations. To me the dialogue in this film was felt a little that felt a lot like the play. I don't think it translated well to screen Something, you know what I'm saying?
2: Yeah, definitely.
1: <sighs> yeah, I mean the uh, to also build off of what you were saying, Joanne, like uh, in, in the world of theater, like you have to be a bit more creative. So mm-hmm. when you do expand and you're in those these locations, it just doesn't, you know. I mean, word I I really did I did like the pool stuff. Like it was nice. Like it showed like a good friendship between mm-hmm. him. Like but it's just, it's
0: also something that's more remarkable pulled off on stage than literally watching something from a real pool. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And, like, also, I get, and I think the pool scenes also work because those them as actors have I think really good rapport together. So that's why those scenes in particular also work very well.
1: I think probably the closest, besides obviously them, the four of them, just like in like you know having dinner and like that kind of contained atmosphere.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Towards the swimming, I think probably the closest to the play was when he's crossing over like what does probably Harlem River Drive, and he's against the fence and he's kind of just like doing that over the bridge. Oh yeah, yeah yeah. And then like they transitioned to him in the water. It just like that seemed mm-hmm. to give that like again like the like da- dance or just, you know, that kind yeah. of movement to it.
0: So we always discuss this, the aggregate score on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh. 67%, which is higher than I expected for the critics, but 48% audience. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. That, that's kind of more, like, the 50-50 range is more where I keep it. You, what, Kyle, I don't know if you remember, what is the thing I hate most about film? or, or <laughs> 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 what?
1: Films I don't like have
0: this one thing in common. Oh, and well, I, I hate like saying this our about Phil
1: Hoffman. Wait okay, wait, fi- wait, okay, films that you don't like have this one? And
0: it's been coming up a lot. Oh, 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 God. Um... It came up especially with the invention of lying. Mm. Uh, you don't have to guess. It's okay.
1: Uh, no, I feel, self, okay. I feel top top like a bad self indulgence. Self indulgence, yeah. yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, Ricky Gervais, that's like a Ricky Gervais show. I feel like he's doing it more for himself, which, if that's artwork, that's okay, I guess, right? Yeah. But this is the one, maybe a little in love lines, that, like, you know, I wasn't so much of a fan as other people. Uh-huh. Um, but this is, to me, just a personal project. I don't think they care about entertainment value here. They won't say that.
2: No, this is... I mean, it's it's obviously a personal project, but, I mean, it's not... You know, on a scale of self-indulgence, it's not necessarily bad self-indulgence, because otherwise, would this piece, would this original work ever get the sort of name traction recognition that it has now? If Philip Seymour Hoffman hadn't indulged a little bit into his desire to direct or whatever. Well,
1: that's
0: what I'm happy about, that
2: he got to do it. Yeah, and
1: And the nice thing that would maybe, I don't know if they were still, if it was performed after or has been performed since... It has been. It It was
2: performed last year off-Broadway. So it's a play that now comes back up, and I think because it's had this star attached to it, that's what's allowed this play to continue its life, because it's an interesting play, but I don't think it's necessarily, it's not, it's never going to be a, it's not a great play. It's, it's... It's interesting, and it's good, but I think, like, I don't know, I don't... It, it, what particularly struck me as something I didn't like was the way... I don't think the Amy Ryan character, like, that's just not how women talk. Like, I just, like, couldn't get past that. Like
1: oh. Yeah, she's a 100%. very, uh, I mean, kind... She has a lot, I mean, a lot happened to her. Right. A lot has happened to her, and then just even the film, like, just that, again, that assault to her yeah. on subway. Which is That so- was so... And obviously they're like the, the like the sexual tension moments between them them in bed like yeah it just did it did feel a bit out of sync in a way
2: yeah it just didn't feel like any way that women talk but it's also just a, a way a man would characterize a woman but he doesn't know how to present her as awkward or anything so he just. I I can't even describe, like, why that felt so off, but it just, like, didn't Mm – it was very off-putting, some of the dialogue, especially, like, the romantic scenes between them, and – Yeah, the
1: stuff between Lucy and Clyde definitely made, like, more sense. Yeah. They seemed, like, much more of, like, a real – I mean, I understand that Connie and Jack aren't, like, a couple yet. Yeah. No, but still.
0: Like, it just was – weird and not the good kind of weird
2: yeah yeah
0: i like the good kind of weird
1: (laughs) yeah but like the the stuff like i love you know like we learn obviously from like clyde's perspective but then lucy opens up and is like oh did he tell you know tell you about like the woman he gave like a ride to to yeah like whatever you know it was just like a much more even keeled versus there's more depth to their relationship yeah that's unspoken depth
0: and we can't say they don't uh, Amy Ryan Phillips, and Philip Seymour don't have chemistry it's it feels weird but it
1: no they have some like little like like nice moments together I, you know like though i mean definitely this is a scene i want to play but like after they s- see a movie and they're just like kind of standing outside and then uh when he he says to her you know like maybe a good a good night kiss, like, nothing overwhelming. Like, it was just... Like, th- those were nice moments.
2: Yeah, those those were, those scenes were fine. Like, it's it's the bedroom scenes that I was just but like... What did I, she
0: say? Hey, like, she has the one line, like, I'm not ready for penis penetration. Yeah. <laughs> I just... This, I wrote down a couple other lines there that I
1: was like...
2: Yeah, if you could only <laughs> screenshot my face during
1: that. <laughs> <like, laughs> well, it doesn't help. So they're both very... Like, we get from the beginning, they're both very, like, awkward... Yeah. yeah again, so it was *Mary and Max*, where he does play. You know, it was a, you know, claymation claymation movie, but he plays a character with Aspergers. Yeah. Um, but. Like, I mean, just between, like, this long hair that's, like, slightly oh, in God. dreads.
0: Worst Philip Zimmerhoff hair ever. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Worst uh, ever.
0: And we can say this now with, with authority. Yes.
2: <laughs> it took me way too long to realize that it's, like, because he's into, like, Rasta music. And, like, he's yeah. letting it... And I was, for the entire movie, I'm like, is it because he's not brushing his hair after he's in the pool? I was very confused <laughs> about the
0: No, Rasta. I was the same way. I yeah. was
2: just like, what is I only this? figured that
0: out after I watched... Like, I then I thought about it.
3: Yeah. You know, I'm like, oh. <laughs> uh,
1: <and laughs> it's so I mean he, silly I, I mean, this is always, <sighs> like, a thing of... Hit. I mean, he is, he's not your, like, physically fit. Like, he's just an overweight guy. But at this point in his life, he's definitely heavier. And then just, like, there's, like, little moments. Like, it's never, like, made a point, but I just noticed. Like, he has, like, dirty fingernails. Mm-hmm. Uh, just wearing that hat, like, a majority of the time. I mean, just uh, he's pulling the Star Lord, like wearing the cassette player, like listening to that, and like it seems like the one song. I mean, a handful of songs, but Mm -hmm. definitely one song over and over again. Uh, But yeah, it's just a bunch of just even the way when when he when he dresses up nice, it just feels awkward. It just Mm -hmm. feels like he's so out of place.
2: Yeah, I definitely, and I think that's just. I think it, it goes to say, like, because at this point in Philip Seymour Hoffman's life, he's descending back into his drug addiction, right?
1: It's this is a little before, but it's like
2: mm-hmm. possibly. It's
1: we're not. We're not. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We sure. do not. We do not know for yeah. sure. But it was said that like it was around the first Hunger Games. Mm-hmm. That, like, so, so uh, game. probably
0: a little bit before. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know. It seems like he's going through something.
1: Yeah.
3: Because
0: um.
1: he has again. <laughs> so he has Ides of March uh
0: uh moneyball moneyball yeah. and
1: then the ma- i think it's like kind of right after the master. master god's pocket right yeah mm-hmm. but yeah during yeah but like god's the hunger games god's pocket yeah. like that whole er- yeah yeah uh,
2: yeah my point with that is that like at a certain point like his physical transformation just becomes more and more obvious and i think yeah. that yeah. schlubbiness that kind of comes with it just sort of detracts from maybe what the original intention of the character in this movie was supposed to be but i don't know like that's yeah.
1: that's he's just, and again he's just also like uh, like childlike in a way like mm-hmm. just the way that john ortiz you know just like because I, I, I like those moments in the pool I and mean, yeah. he's like a it's weird he's like he's like such a very good friend but then obviously like not a great husband like mm-hmm. i do a, like john ortiz in the song i, mean, oh, I, yeah.
0: I am a john ortiz fan but I like John Ortiz in this film. Mm-hmm. He does remind me of his character in Silver Lining's playbook. Yes, you know, it does a have, lot. A,
1: like, yeah, exactly. No, it is, it, it is like, very similar.
0: Like, setting up the friend. Yeah, you know, with, again, fr- it's his, a friend his that own has, marriage. Yeah. yeah. A friend that has issues. Yeah. Or, you mm-hmm. know? <laughs> but it, it's, he's not the kind of actor who's in this bubble because, as we've discussed a couple times, he's, he's a character in the Fast and Furious series. <laughs> Raga. Wait, I, forget, I always forget which one he's in but he's like the main bad guy and, uh whatever the one where Vin Diesel comes back but not in Tokyo <laughs> four <laughs> but, but is that four but what is it called oh that's called Fast and Furious right yeah. <laughs> so whatever. I've only
2: seen 2 Fast 2 Furious, you guys.
0: That's the only one you've seen. <laughs> that's the only First of one. all awesome. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> I really commit to like the bottom of the franchise. <laughs>
0: I think that's my favorite one, I was thinking cuz uh, on our podcast network, uh Cageclub Podcast Network, cageclub.me, yeah, plug. Um there's I a
1: like how the microphone is a headset that you leaned in.
0: <laughs> I always do that like mentally just uh, just to uh you know, it, it's a long story. We, we, <laughs> We got in trouble for not plugging the network enough, but
1: we Sorry, like Joey. it.
0: It's a good network. We just forget. We get passionate about the Hoffman. Regardless, there's a show, Too Fast, Too Forever, where they're watching every Fast and Furious movie forever. doing a a week is it weekly or bi-weekly i don't know i I still
1: don't understand it
0: (laughs) regardless so i was thinking about like which is my favorite one and too fast and furious is my favorite one because it's the easiest one to watch
1: (laughs) i know mike manzies is tokyo drift (laughs)
0: really that's see that's too removed from the series yeah
2: i might have seen the original
1: in theaters i saw the original when
2: that came out
1: i saw the second one theaters really (laughs) and the fifth one yeah. We saw it with those German au pairs. And I threw the ticket out. I keep oh, yeah. all my tickets. It's uh-huh. one of the few tickets I ever threw out. I mean, that was fun. That was fun. No, like, that might be my favorite now. <laughs> Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I even did like a goatee after yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> but Too Fast, Too Furious has just... It's, Paul
0: Walker's like the only one Yeah, from the other thing. And it's Vin just it's it's so he was, like, way too silly. Yeah. It's so just...
2: Isn't got- that when Vin Diesel was like Peak Vin Diesel so he was too busy to Yeah. To- <laughs> he was doing yeah. like
0: tr- Triple X and like
2: Oh, I saw that movie.
1: The
0: Pacifier.
1: And uh what's
2: <laughs> iconic. The, what's the
1: legendary? Yeah, The pacificer <laughs> <laughs> Uh what was the uh what's the like he's an Al- R- like the Riddick movies, but what was the first one called?
2: Chronicles of Riddick? No.
1: No, that like, was the s- But one called like one. Pitch Black that's what it's called yeah, like it it's sounded black. so wrong to say but, <laughs> but that was like that But that was that time you know that he was like
0: the yeah big.
2: peak Vin Diesel <laughs> what a time to be yeah, alive now
1: he's Groot so, we so, are we are all
0: An actor on an equal standing of Finn Diesel or Guy Philips or Hoffman, right? <laughs> yes. There's no transition <laughs> back from that.
1: <laughs> I, just, I just
0: wanted to comment on the soundtrack to this f- film. Sure. It I actually heard this soundtrack before I even watched this film because I only watched it recently. It was a very popular soundtrack at the time. Oh. I had a lot of like good indie rock musicians contribute to it. Uh, Fleet Foxes, Cat Power, Grizzly Bear, um not is the music
1: also by
2: yeah the music's also by Grizzly Bear by Grizzly
0: yeah. is it yeah. like the score and stuff? I was just
1: yeah. like I had the credits rolling. And I'm just like what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry I'm sorry Grizzly Bear. I don't know you.
0: No no no, good good.
2: It's good. very late 2000s. Yes, uh, late 2000s. Like, like indie like rock scene. Peaks like, like British like Skins. I feel like that's like what turned
1: me on <laughs> to Grizzly Bear.
2: <laughs> so but
0: again it, it, it was this was a popular soundtrack actually. Oh cool. Um, yeah, so what scenes do you want to talk about here? It's hard because, so, on our Philip Zimmer Hoffman journey, we've had films where he's in, like, only a couple scenes. Even mm-hmm. last week was a yeah. scene. Well, that, yeah, <laughs> that was <laughs> shitty. But where it was easy to pick out, like, what are his fa- our favorite moments of his in yeah. the film or moments we want to talk about. But he's in pretty much all of this. So, were there any scenes by either of you guys that you thought that he stood out or maybe didn't stand out? I don't know.
2: I, you know, look, the dinner party scene is probably because it is the best, really the best part the of it. The last
1: movie. dinner party.
2: Yeah, the, the last, party. yeah. Um, right, because there's two dinner parties. Yeah, like it
1: opened, their first date is a blind date that they...
2: That they set up it yeah. it took me way too long to realize that they were setting them up to date, too. I was like, <laughs> what is, I'm so, I was very confused for like a half hour. Um... Which is, I don't know if that's a reflection on me or the movie. Um, but the second dinner party <laughs> scene, obviously, when he has that freak out and yeah. he goes into the bathroom, that's where you actually see him as an actor and what why Philip Seymour Hoffman is one of the greatest actors yeah. on screen. And it's like, you really, the fact that he can take a moment in the movie and just really stand out from the rest of it, that's that yeah, it was great.
1: Yeah, I mean it's a really interesting scene cuz it's again like this film is just slow in nature, but mm-hmm. it is slow in the sense of like I mean it gets to it like a boiling up, point.
2: Yeah, it? it builds up to that moment and then when the when the breaking point finally happens, that's when it gets very good yeah. for like a couple minutes and then <laughs> it retracts back.
1: Yeah, I mean so that's scene what John Ortiz throughout the film like will we learn that you know his Lucy has had an affair with this chef named Canoli? yeah or nicknamed that's his nickname cannoli. nicknamed, nicknamed, the nicknamed the Canoli. yeah the Canoli for reasons yeah yes. well endowed yes. uh yeah, and
2: mean, that was this entire movie if you really want to get into it is all about penises but like we can let's get into it <laughs> <laughs> like the whole thing is about and it was just like one giant penis metaphor after another and it's very
0: interesting I caught that a couple times yeah. well there's that really obvious transition with the Canoli where they just transition quick to the chopping of the yeah the chopping of the cucumber (laughs) yeah (laughs) Uh,
1: yeah. well that's just so it's a really weird relationship that she so she still talks with him but then also what that uh, Clyde suggests that that's where Jack should learn like how to cook right this meal that he wants to cook for uh you know, for Connie. Like, well, did you see like
0: I might be the like the oh Dub Ryan. That's obvious. But did you see like the theories of like why he's doing this? Did you read any of that background info? No. No. Like that he really wants Connie, John Ortiz. So he's trying to get her into his life. But he's trying to sabotage Jack.
1: No, I didn't get that at all. Okay, okay. I, I didn't read that, and I don't get
0: that. When I was reading, uh, like, analysis, just to, like, I did a quick read of an analysis, and that's, like, a theory that a lot of people have.
1: But... It's clearly a movie also about, like, like kind of, like, fucked up guys. Like, even, again, the doctor.
3: Yeah. Like, every every
1: <laughs> every guy has, like, I mean, like, so Jack has a sweetness to him, but he also then just has these, like, yeah, I don't know what to call it, but like, something. Yeah. <laughs> Some kind of, something, you know, whether it's biological or something happened to him at a young age that he's just very, I don't know, wound up. Uh, but everyone else, like, I mean, so you've got Clyde that cheats, the doctor even the, with a little bit of, like, the yeah. the groping, and then you have, again, the character of Cannoli, and then, I guess the uncle's nice. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, car, the car renting uncle, but, uh... Or. uh yeah so i yeah it's just very uh, I mean, but that dinner scene it, it just gets to a point that they're also and then all smoking hookah right RT's <laughs> also went out got coke uh and brandy and <laughs> the was... drink not the actress <laughs> or <edition>. um, <laughs> <laughs> uh and then it just yeah it comes to uh not a boiling point but a burning point thank you oh. well they're, they're, we have a clip
0: from this scene that we can play.
1: Yeah, let's. We'll take it from once they're all smoking hookah. <laughs> so is there is there is there pot in this hookah? Because not all obviously. Yeah,
2: I think so. Okay, I don't yeah, know because they're all
1: getting like, <laughs> like I mean,
2: very stone. She, at
1: one point she's saying Lucy's saying like what she's putting in. I love by the way the cooking before all of that. I was yeah. I gonna say you're a guy
0: whole... who's very into your cooking films. Yeah. and cooking. I want general, after so. I'm
1: like fuck, why didn't we never get a Philips Schumer-Hoffman, like, chef movie?
2: Yeah, that was the the cooking. That's, like, where the directing is actually Mm -hmm. really good Mm -hmm. with the with all that and I also was like I'm so uncomfortable I was very tense during those scenes because I kept expecting something bad to happen and it does but like during those cookie scenes I yeah. was just like no I don't want yeah. to watch anymore I'm very concerned about this montage right now <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly but it, like you said it does unfortunately go wrong and while they're smoking hookah that we're assuming they're under the influence of marijuana uh, or something I don't know something Something. I don't we know. Have to read Something fun the lines, I don't know perhaps. about yet. But uh <laughs> Maybe yeah. it's just
0: the hookah, maybe it's just very potent hookah. Yes. I don't Sheesh. know.
1: <laughs> uh anyway, so the fire alarm starts going off and here's here's the clip. What's that? What?
0: Something's burning. It's burning? What?
1: Oh, oh,
3: oh, oh, oh no! Yes! Fuck! Oh God! Hi, hurry! Fuck! Damn fuck oh, it! I'm fucking out. What about this? Yeah. What about this? Just fucking stop! Stop, stop it! Yes, Jack. No! no.
1: bitch. I'd like to talk to you. You I just need a minute.
0: Jack. Just a minute. Jack.
1: This always happens. What? Whenever there's anything good, it fucks up. It fucked up, but, you know, it fucked up because we forgot. No, you fucked it up because you made a fucking toast. Because I love you.
3: We all love you. You forgot the food because you were being loved. That's the important thing to remember.
1: This is just like a freak out. Everything goes wrong for him. Because he's practiced, what, I think he's cooked it, this meal three different times already? Mm-hmm. Yeah, or John Ortiz. What, what is his character? I keep calling him John Ortiz. Isn't it? Clyde. Clyde. Clyde, yes. It doesn't, that's not a good name
0: for him. <laughs> Clyde. Clyde. Clyde is like, like, oh, I can't eat the potato thing again. I'm not going to have the dessert.
1: <laughs> uh... Yeah, so, I don't whatever he has in the oven, that's the potato dish, and then he's cooking pork chops on the frying pan, and that's on fire, and he takes out the pan and throws it on the floor, mm-hmm. and then just kind of storms off and locks himself in that bathroom. Everyone kind of, except for everyone at one point, like, kind of puts themselves in that bathroom. Yeah. And, except for, I think, Clyde.
0: Which probably worked well on, on stage.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. Like this is so this is a key location, Lucy and Clyde's apartment, and you get that vibe again. Yeah. Like it just that going from segmented locations of like mm-hmm. the play atmosphere.
0: I thought it was that he was either gonna freak out like that or it was gonna be more of a comical freak out. Um,
1: no. It wasn't it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> it was not. And, and then he gets to definitely I mean it's It's loving, it's funny, it's awkward, it's weird. It just, it also does feel out of place, but we get this moment of. And again, you see, like, that Clyde is like a good friend, but also he's very cooked up, too.
2: They're all all so drugged out at that point that, like, it's
1: insane. But they all, it becomes this sing along of the, you know, Rasta (laughs) tape that he has, and that calms him down enough. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, this is good, everyone's good. And then. Clyde and Lucy decide from there to keep uh, like pretty much this whole bag of coke and then we learn that Clyde invited Cannoli over I he, guess when he was out he teased it earlier yeah he teased like, it I'm early. kidding and then uh. yeah Cannoli com- yeah I mean it's just it's just a very like I don't know it felt like two different scenes mm-hmm. right doesn't it feel
2: yeah and I think it does like it, it felt does.
1: like there was a climax
2: it feels like the singing moment should be the climax and they go on their way but then it just takes an extra step
1: yeah like like what we i I felt like there was enough already that if we found out that clyde and lucy their relationship ended like it wasn't there was enough it's just like that's the whole thing some relationships don't work out and but as one's ending a new one's beginning which is how like our movie ends beautiful thank you
0: you should put that on a plate or something
1: I have it on a bumper sticker. <laughs> uh, no, so yeah, it just felt like the, it just felt like a little too much. But obviously, it happens, or not? I should I haven't seen the play, but yeah. I assume it happens in the plays. Well.
2: I don't know if it happens in the play because I didn't read that far into the play. But. <laughs> is this a short play? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can it, imagine it's it, a, it, most plays are short.
0: But this is like for only an hour and a half adaptation.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: you know, well, we've seen other plays converted. Maybe yeah, they, they take long-term. nice
1: like breathing moments well there's probably more
2: it depends on like the play and how it's adapted and who's doing the adaptation
1: because you know it's all different maybe there's a dance you know yeah it was a musical on stage yeah (laughs) good like a rasta band there
0: so what we took as what everyone kind of agreed was the best scene then we like ended it with being like yeah i guess it wasn't that great
1: Well, it it's great in the sense that it shows how talented our, like, four leads are.
3: Yeah.
0: Well, the, the, oh, look, like, the acting here is good. It's very good acting. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like, I don't blame anyone for the poor lines they received.
1: No. Uh, and I don't think it necessarily, and then it comes down to, it, maybe, so maybe it's just, like, not that great of a play? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not going
0: to diss the play because I never saw it. Yeah. But maybe it just doesn't translate as well. Yeah,
1: exactly. Well, you said you
0: liked the film, Kyle.
1: Yeah, I mean, I still... So it's a film that I like mostly because of its... the the performances and then, again, so, like, this was a good scene, again, for the actors, but I liked the more... I like when it was, like, the one-on-one scenes between Mm -hmm. John Ortiz and Philip Seymour Hoffman. Is there one in particular? Um... You know, we'll played like just the little him like explaining swimming to him the first swimming lesson. Oh, I like mm-hmm. that one. Yeah. yeah, so we'll play that.
2: Even the opening shot of when they're in the limousines together is an interesting section of dialogue that happens between them, and I think that's a that's an interesting way to just. It was an interesting way to open the film, yeah. even though it I I didn't understand what was happening when they were talking. <laughs> I was like, w- what? And I was watching. I was like, what is the point of this movie? And because but I even think that beginning shot of them side by side and going back and forth and that's interesting.
0: Yeah. Their moments again are interesting as a good word for it. Why don't we, why don't we play them back to back the limo and the pool? Cause they're both good dynamic.
2: Yeah. Sure. Um, can we talk about the assault scene? <laughs> yeah. The part, yeah. um, that we'll,
0: we'll come, we're going to play the clip. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Clip. And then we'll come back to that. Cause that's a scene on my list. Yeah. Us, okay. so. what Let's go a little deeper. Deeper? You still touch a little deeper. Getting deep. A little more. Pretty deep. Okay.
3: Try now.
1: That's good, but Jack, that's good, but go under. Make the bubbles under the water, then come up, take a breath and go under, bubbles, come up and get a rhythm going. We'll do it together, you ready? But it's good, you ready?
0: Breath. <gasps> under. I mean, yeah, these just good. They got good banter. Well,
1: you know. they're, and again, so they've worked together for years in the Labyrinth Company. They're they're v- very good friends. So you just you get that. It just probably just very natural for them to be in scenes together.
0: Yeah, particularly true. And, yeah, the their, their timing is good with each other for sure. So I know there's a scene you also want to talk about, which I, I do as well. Which is
2: the yeah the there's the scene when um so. Connie and what's who does Mimi who does Mimi <laughs> Lucy Lucy <laughs> um there's so they work together at an embalming company which is fascinated by that aspect of their job <laughs> that's a different story for another moment in time um and then uh Lucy has to fire Connie but then one morning Lucy comes into work and Connie's like on the phone and she's covered in blood and she's like I was yeah. assaulted on the on the subway. I'm fine though. And she's like covered in blood. She's like her yes. nose her nose is broken, t- bruised. It's the first shot you
0: see it's jarring. Yeah.
2: Yeah, cuz also cuz it transitions to cuz like Connie's on the subway and then this guy follows her. And Yeah,
1: first like I like like, I wasn't sure if, like, she was, like, imagining that. Like, again, I really I really didn't remember it, like, a lot from, yeah. the, from the first time I saw this film. So I'm just, like, is she just insecure and in thinking that, like, this guy's, like, looking at her? But then cut to that, that's just, like, such a...
2: It's such a jarring, like, moment of violence. And then, like, it's, it, it's just so, like, swept under the rug when it happens. <laughs> and I'm just, like, wait, she was assaulted on the subway. What's happening? I was so just and i think that's part of i think it's if, i don't know if it was supposed to be treated as like a comedic moment but i was just so <laughs> jarred not. by yeah. like this like <laughs> assault really and i was not. like what is going on and it, it
1: it well yeah and and also then it just feels cuz what does that serve the story well it makes you it makes us as the
0: audience almost like did she really get assaulted? Like, I saw her bloodied up, but, like, yeah. no one's taking it seriously. And also, Should I? Like,
1: and I don't, don't want to feel that on way. on the subway, so then, like, also, like... I mean, I don't. Like, did she say, like, oh, then he followed me? Like, it just... It just what a weird scenario that, like... So, did he do it on the subway car that was packed for, like, full no, of people? I really people. doubt that. No, so then, like, it just felt like a very... I assume he followed her. Yeah, you know? followed her. Yeah. But she said on the
0: subway. I mean, again... The fact that no one cares—not that they don't care—but it's more about, you know, they bring her to the hospital, wow. and then it, it's like, oh, how can Philip Zimmer Hoffman's character Jack—is
1: it just it so he then. can give her a koala bear? Like, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah.
0: It, it seems <laughs> like a vehicle so he could have a, like an intimate, close moment with her.
1: Yeah, and yeah. it's—I
2: it, I don't know. I felt like that as a as a scene and just, like, as a, a plot point is such a cheap way to use, I think, an assault on a woman to, like, move a romance forward. And that's where kind of the movie kind of lost me a little bit. And I was like, I...
3: Yeah.
2: I hate... Especially now when you're talking about, like, what's going on currently, uh, larger conversations that happen now, with that are happening now within society. Not to, like, get into that, but it just... That always feels like something that happens frequently in movies that they, that violence towards women is used so easily to advance narratives that only benefit male characters. And that is just a frustrating thing to see happen. Yeah. And it's not actually like a criticism of this movie in particular, but it's just a larger thing that happens within film and TV and I I I've sort of and I've reached a point years ago where I was tired of this. So like every time 10 time I see it, I'm just like, "Oh, great. Here's another instance of a woman being violently assaulted. How is it going to yeah,
1: yeah, I mean, it's just again, so it's not like it <sighs> her character, I mean, so she has, when we first meet her, she's telling this story of her dad in a coma and, like, one, I guess the doctor, like, hitting on her then, mm-hmm. like, when, and then we have the moment of the guy that she's working for, you know, like...
2: Grabbing her breast. It yeah. was a very... it's part as the movie just, like, with, like, blatant sexual assault, it's... But, Inter- I don't even know if interesting is the right word, but it's there.
1: Yeah, it's there. And then on top of that, and again, like, in the scenes where she and, you know, Jack are intimate, then all of a sudden she's very submissive, and wa- or, want you know, like, w- mm-hmm. wants him to, you know, I forget exactly what she was saying. Yeah. Just that, like, pile draft that he does of her, like, towards the end. It's like, oh, you're strong. Like, and she but she, she makes it a point to say, like, you know, like, uh. don't hurt me. But I, but I want you to overpower.
0: Well, me. one we've seen way too many Philip Seymour Hoffman sex scenes. Yeah, uh, I, like that's one thing I, I maybe I don't need any more of.
1: But no, no, I don't know. Just what's the one from a? Well, we're gonna get an awkward hand job in the master. Oh, true.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I had just I had just forgotten about that.
1: You're welcome. <laughs> Another Hi. Amy, Amy Adams. So. Yes. But no, it was, uh, I, I, I think you're thinking of Before the Devil Knows You. Yeah, head. Before the Devil Knows You. Marissa Yeah, weird. Um,
0: <laughs> but uh, no, I, you hit the nail on the head with that. I just, I found it, all, again, equally, or just another level of creepiness in the writing, where I feel like they're writing it so, in a way that we're not 100% supposed to believe her, mm-hmm. despite us, like, seeing it. Like, because all the other characters are kind of...
2: The scene where um, Clyde and Lucy actually are talking about her getting groped by the doctor, and then he goes, But do you think it actually happened?
1: Yeah, he's like, Oh, I, like, uh, a, what does he say? Like, I know women like that, or I, something.
2: Something like that. And it was just. I don't know. It's just, and Lucy
1: doesn't correct him, and so it just feels. And the fact also that she was getting, she doesn't know. I mean, she knows she's not doing great at her job, mm-hmm. which is also I don't know. Exa- again, so she's supposed to be getting credit card number like for it's an embalming unbom- company. She, <laughs> like, well, I, I mean, she sells embalming to
2: like funeral homes. Okay, or so she's like getting that.
1: clients yeah. to buy yeah. Okay, but yeah, so she's not doing well at her job, and she's about to be fired. But then she ends up. Getting good at her job, like it seems like yeah, it's just motivated. like she, she really doesn't have.
2: <laughs> their work <clears throat> eventually takes uh, a, like a backseat to whatever else is going on in the story, so we don't actually know what happens with yeah. their jobs at a certain point. Even even with them as limo drivers, we don't
1: know what happens. With yeah, job. the only thing we just get that he moves on to MTA. Mm-hmm. Good benefits. Even jo- yeah, <laughs> but, but uh, uh, and then John Ortiz is taking classes, but then also he looks at the you know even you know she gives one compliment the teacher. It is a movie that it's very much just showing like men in like not a good you know
2: yeah shade. yeah
1: but th- but it doesn't feel like that's what the movie's about so then it just feels weird that like that's not what again the maybe about.
0: it comes off better on stage
1: but yeah
0: I-, I don't know it-, it reminds me of something else too in a film we did a long time ago okay. which is the worst i think instance of this which is patch adam's <laughs> Have you seen Pat I, Adams?
2: Not in a very long
0: time. Well, Philip Simmerhoff Hoffman's in it. Not many yes. people know that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's um, Robin Williams' roommate. And there's a scene with... It's, it, who's the... Robin Wright is the lead? Or Williams. who is it? No, not...
1: No, no. no, who's the lead? Um, uh, Actress. Uh, oh, I don't... She's in... uh not Monica Potter. Cage Club plug
0: for... <laughs> <laughs> she was in Con Air, yes. Yes. Um, Monica Potter. There's that crazy terrible scene where she's helping the guy like that Uh,
1: that uh, like I guess he has just an awkward cut of like that some mental issues yeah
0: Yeah. and she goes into the home and he gives us like this sinister look it's almost comical you're like what is going on because people don't really look and then he ends up murdering her yeah and the
1: fact that we just find out from like this like the doctor yeah that she got murdered for helping somebody it's really
2: Poor, she's in Parenthood. I forget her. I want to say Sarah Braverman, but that's Laura Graham. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but she, yeah, no, it's a terrible scene. If you if you happen to watch Patch Adams again, <laughs> oh. and it's also don't watch Patch Adams. I also, mean, what was worse TV is, is TV Patch Adams is a true story, but that scene was made up. To, yeah, that's to the, other, forward yeah. the characters. Like, because it was he had A, he had a male doctor. But, a well, male doctor he knew, yeah. like, was murdered but not at any point in the not story, not a female
1: doctor, not his love interest. Yeah, his
0: love interest wasn't murdered by his patient, but well, they do that in past you Adams. don't have
2: a camera to take a picture of my face or <laughs> like-,
1: <laughs> like all of our faces.
0: It, are just yeah, like- we were like like Cara from Wistful Thinking was our guest that yeah. day, and <laughs> we were all discussing it like what this is. Uh, honestly, it's one of the worst scenes I've ever seen on film in term or like written scenes. Like, oh, this is great. This will add some drama. <laughs> like- I
2: mean, you could do an entire uh, video montage of women being violently murdered on screen to advance narratives.
1: <laughs> yeah, and that, I mean, I'm not... There's an the entire
2: never... TV series about it. It's called Order SVU. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it,
1: it, yeah, I mean, and but then, but the, on top of that, in this film, it just felt unnecessary.
2: It's like, it, it, it's not that necessarily was un. Yeah, no, it was definitely wasn't necessary. I don't know why. <laughs> I like went on this rant against it, and I just tried to defend it. And then it was like, what am I even doing? Um, it's that, it's because it doesn't seem like is this for comedic effect? Like, what is the exactly. point? And because at times, like, I couldn't tell when this movie was attempting to be funny, when it was attempting to be serious, when anything because yeah. that whole thing about like how we can't even figure out if is he on the spectrum what is going on and that and like I don't even really enjoy talking about characters that way like are they on the spectrum like I don't like to even have those discussions about characters but like it really feels like that's that's the unspoken thing about him well
0: that's this movie forces you yeah like you're not you're not really seeing
1: yeah even clyde and lucy say at one point like she's like i don't know what he has but like you know whatever it is he's like what what do you think and she's like i don't know but it's just like but like they're almost like parents to him Mm -hmm. um yeah like even just like right now like I just again, because it, it just leads to. I think it, then it's there that she says no one ever cooked for her, right? So then it's decided he's like, oh, we don't have to wait till the summertime, because that's the first thing. Mm-hmm. After that first dinner, she says that she would love to go boating. Right. That's our title. Mm. And, <laughs> and does but, he? Does he? In the end, go boating? They do go boating. Uh, but it, it, like, all all needed to be was so he. So he's a driver for his uncle's, you know, car service. Yeah. I don't know, like, she's, so, again, it's made a point that, like, she's going to lose her job, uh, maybe she's running late for work, and, I mean, this isn't the greatest idea for, like, in the, in the city where there's mass transit, but maybe he just, she just, like, needs a ride or something And ironically, like that. he
0: works for the MTA. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. he gives her a ride I mean, on the Maybe that's big why it makes sense The
1: MTA isn't good.
0: <laughs> uh, but... <laughs> no, I mean, look, we could play armchair, rewriter all we want. Yeah. Like, don't it, just say
1: there was just many, like, he, she could have just needed a favor, and... A guy that she's met once use is the, the parents thing later there for him. You know, don't use yeah. it as a story so much. Use it, yeah. Like who knows? I don't know, but it's just they could have just had a nice intimate moment. In any, they could have had a
2: different meet cute that doesn't involve violent assault and ending up in the hospital. There yeah. still so could have been. She could have just fallen down the stairs at the subway and like yeah.
1: anything, <laughs> anything. I think uh, that's the point. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Any, anything could have Ugh. sufficed and <laughs> pushed along their romance, but um, I mean, were there any other scenes that like stood out to you guys? I again, I like the, I agree, like I like the dinner, like when the four of them are like together, but then I like the little moments between, like again, the innocent moments between uh, uh, Jack and Connie, and then Jack and Clyde, but. And then the cooking stuff—that was those. So you know, there was enough stuff that I enjoyed. But no, were there any other scenes that? Well,
0: I wish the title was called "Jack and Connie Go Boating." Yeah. Right. Or J- like Jack
1: learns to swim. <laughs> <No>.
0: <laughs> That's one of these. Like I'm not saying this, but some people will call it like such a pretentious title. Like, yeah. Jack goes boating. Yeah. Jack walks down the street. <laughs>
2: when Jack isn't really that interesting of a character, worthy of an entire movie about him.
0: Unlike Patch Adams. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Were there so the, Kyle? Any other scenes, or, or maybe I mean that ending? Did you like the ending? I don't know.
1: Yeah, I mean what, so what? In the end, they go boating. They go boating. <laughs> He's learned how to swim. He and John, or he and Clyde, are still friends. But <laughs> he becomes uh, a
2: driver for the MTA, yeah. which is very important career development yes
1: (laughs) (laughs) uh lucy leaves clyde right she leaves the keys on the kitchen counter so maybe she's with cannoli now
0: (laughs) i love this is something just happens right like the the finality of things like the movie ends so we just assume he left her like i mean she could come back who knows yeah um yeah i mean did you think their relationship was that feel real to you
1: the Lucy Clyde, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like the most like real thing in the movie. Yeah, totally.
0: no, I agree. That's why I, it I gets wrote
1: it silly off. at the end with like the coke and the hookah. Okay, and, yeah, like, but that- and like that's like their you know breaking moment. Breaking moment. <laughs> breaking moment. That's why. I don't But don't even if it, it, was it, was it doesn't be comedic,
0: <sighs> like at that
1: point, yeah, because there's there and then with the buzzer with cannoli coming over and stuff like that. Like that, yeah, like, it was just, like the punch way they're it, reacting, it. like the paranoia and everyone's <laughs> like turn off the lights. You know, Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so maybe, like, you know me, like, that's usually my biggest thing with a film, is, like, when you can't, like, you don't decide on a tone. Like that, I just watched, uh, uh what did I just go see the other day? You don't it's, know anything today. I don't know anything. <laughs> we don't know anything. Don't put it all on me. <laughs> uh, not for Red October. Hunt for Red No, it was a new movie. What did I see? Sorry. Sorry. Let me just quick look. <laughs> you don't even know what you saw. There, this- no. I even I saw what did I see yesterday. I've been seeing a lot because I have Movie Pass now.
2: Oh yeah.
1: So I've been taking advantage of that. Uh, so yeah, three billboards. Uh, I did not Ugh. like it at all. Talk about another film that's just like you know, I
2: can't I can't even talk about Three Bill Birds without like losing my mind. Why
1: let's go into a quick modern movie. Well,
0: I haven't seen it. Another movie
1: that's totally driven by a one of the most like viciously violent we don't see it. I mean you see like a little bit of like crime pictures, but the the, the uh, you know Francis McDormand's daughter is like beaten up like killed and while she's dying Raped and then burned. Mm-hmm.
0: Ooh, is it yeah. true story?
1: No, no, it's not. Oh, okay. It's That's... but then takes place in this world. It totally like, and I'm not saying this because she's married to. I always forget which Cohen brother she's married to. Joel, I Joel, think. Joel, yeah. Or Ethan. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or, <laughs> one of the two. Yeah. I'm pretty Tre- sure. Trevor Cohen. <laughs> uh, uh, but well, yeah. I so I, I'm not. So I'm not saying it because she's married to one of them. But it felt besides this like. Forget the heinous murder. Right. But the rest of it just felt like trying to be, like, weird, like, Coen Brothers humor. But yeah. it's yeah, I mean, But it's also dealing in this world of inc- incredible, like, <laughs> police brutality, also extreme racism. And
2: like, making excuses and, for it, and...
1: And then, like, that. even though then the character... Wow. Uh, yeah, it's a, <laughs> it's a movie that I don't get, like... I mean, that's definitely... It's a good chance that both her and, uh... Sam Rockwell could win.
2: I think Sam Rockwell definitely wins the Oscar for. And
1: I, wow. I number one, didn't even think like he was personally like that great, but then we, the character, like I don't like it at it's, all.
2: It's and- just. They're calling it Crash 2.0 for a reason. Oh,
1: like, oh, really? it's. Oh, yeah. Wow. That's,
2: that's. And it's the.
1: Uh, oh. the that's awesome. Crash, is, Crash is still 10 times worse. I, think. I mean, Crash is absolutely <laughs> yeah, worse. That's best but, picture. like. Yeah.
2: But <laughs> it's. It, it's just. It, you know all these discussions are happening in hollywood right now and tied around this award season in particular and it's just so interesting and infuriating at the same time that as all of these great discussions about get out and lady bird really great movies that came out and then the movie that might win best picture is like the one that's like about
1: making excuses
2: for police brutality and it's just
1: it's really this like the season yeah. is really interesting just because, like, again, as I've just been seeing a lot recently yeah. between the shape of water, which is where you have so
2: silly sometimes.
1: I mean, I love it, it's I actually mean, it's, my favorite out of all of them. It's a
2: beautifully shot movie, but like, at the end of it, I had a lot of questions about lizard sex, and I just like
1: some
0: people say it's poorly written.
2: It's very poorly written. That's what I w- a lot of I people argue. are saying.
0: It's one of the worst screenplays they've seen in a good I mean, it's
2: film. a Guillermo del Toro screenplay. I'm not, like, expecting... <laughs> yeah. I, just
0: I don't, don't know. F- Again, I you know I this don't... This is really to weird and go really horny, and I like it. I don't go to the movies a lot.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I
2: mean, I had a lot. I just had a lot of questions at the end. like. But
1: that's, just between yeah. sh- Shape of Water, where you have a mute woman that ends up, like, having sex with a fish man, yeah. uh, and then Phantom Thread, where they're just, like, both very, like, Abusive and talk down to one another, and like they end up in kind of like a weird sexual scenario, right? And then I, Tanya, which is ugh. I mean, even like, which I mean, is, darkest darkest hour. I mean, it's it's I mean, but it's I mean,
2: a, I mean, it's a it's. It's a bio. It's a boring biopic yeah. about Winston Churchill.
0: Like,
2: uh, k- kill me now. Um,
0: wow, no respect for the Churchill.
2: I mean, no. I'm just how many? The how post. Many
0: Winston- I didn't like the post. So should I go to the movies anymore? No. I really don't. No. So. Uh. <laughs> So no. what should I see? I guess this has turned into
1: a. I would still go see a Shape of Water because
2: it's worth. See- it is yeah. v- like don't get me wrong. Like it's just shot because- beautifully. Yeah,
1: it's a really fun world. Michael Shannon is ridiculous. I mean,
2: it's it's and it's also great acting. I mean, uh, you, you, should should Richard- see I Ta-
1: you should see I Tonya. I know yeah. you want to see that. Richard
2: Jenkins is just, like one of the greatest oh, yeah. actors, ben, yeah. and it's anything like he's Jenkins. in is worth seeing. Yeah. I mean, I would love for Octavia Spencer to just not play a domestic worker at some point. Like, I'm kind of...
1: <laughs> wow, yeah, good call.
2: Oh, I, I mean, like, I love her, and I'm glad that she's getting her due as, like, she's got another Oscar nomination, but she's <laughs> only ever nominated her, for playing maids. I will always
1: think uh-huh. of her as the woman from Dinner from Schmucks. Dinner for, <laughs> yes. the, g- Dinner for Schmucks. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I mean...
0: So what movie sh- should win Best Picture?
2: I, nominee, I, I would... I would, I would I mean, what's gonna win Best Picture versus what should? Uh, what
0: if you had the sole vote? What
2: would win I Best would, Picture? Lady Bird, but also Get Out.
1: <laughs> I still, I still, I still haven't seen. I saw Get Out. Yeah, not in theaters. I just watched it yeah. on HBO. Um, I did have a friend this- ask
2: me if um, this is just like how you know that this award season is so messed up. Uh, I had a friend ask me if I thought that Jordan Peele and Greta Gerwig only were nominated for Best Director because of the current politics of Hollywood right now, and I was like, "No, like what kind of, That's like she's like, "But it's pretty obvious that's why," and I was like, "Okay, I can't even have this <laughs> conversation with you." Like,
3: mm-hmm.
1: yeah, I haven't seen Lady Bird. Obviously, I've heard phenomenal things. It come it had a perfect score in Rotten Tomatoes, except for that one guy that gave it a rotten <laughs> on purpose. Uh, yeah. But Lady Bird, call Madden. me by your name, The Post, Get Out, Three Billboards, Phantom Thread, Dunkirk, Darkest Hour, Shape of Water. I'd say between I uh, um, Dunkirk, and again, I haven't seen Lady Bird, but I'll say Lady Bird. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I mean, Get Out is—I mean—Get Out is one of those movies that's, I think, going to transcend this award season anyway. I hope.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm just excited yeah, for get, the career. That's I mean, why... Yeah. That's cool that it's two, like, first-time... I mean, we've yeah. got two first-time directors.
0: I, li- I like uh, actor-directors, too. Mm-hmm. Like our film today, mm-hmm. Philip Zimmerman Hoffman. Yes. No awards for this one, right? <laughs>
1: uh, No. I guess the closest thing would be... Oh, but you're, well, wait, never mind. I was going on a tangent of just Paul Thomas Anderson is nominated for Phantom. Oh, but. okay. No, I mean, Jack
0: Loisboden <laughs> no. didn't get any kind of award recognition, I don't no. believe.
1: No. So... so. Any
0: any other uh, Jacko's voting points or? Uh,
1: no, I mean,
0: unfortunately, not really. You know, like I don't really have too many other things to say. No, it wasn't even I, guess, like... I guess I'll just ta- uh, ask this again. Do you think his direction was okay?
1: I think I mean, his first time director. Yeah, I mean, I I didn't have enough things. I I guess it comes down to. Uh, since I haven't seen the play, like I don't know if the writing in general is like isn't that great. And then on top of that maybe it just doesn't transition well to film. But the actors did, I think, a very good job. Yeah. And I, so since the actors did a good job, I mean and they were comfortable in the roles since at least well, three out of the four played them before. Mm-hmm. But so maybe that didn't have to do as much with his directing. But I like to think that he did, you know, obviously yeah. a decent job at directing.
2: I say for a first time directing it's it's good. It's not it's not awful. There's some moments where, like, it's there are things that, like, I think don't work in terms of just like montages or transitions or however. But you know, I think it, it goes to show you that, like, had he been able to direct more movies and actually been able to do a couple more, because you know his his passion was theater. Like, had he been able to do a couple more theater to film translations you know like his even like death of a salesman which hasn't had a modern update like would have been an interesting project for yeah. him to take on and that was like his theater role of great prominence so like if you think about things like that like there it's unfortunate that there wasn't more
0: yeah yeah i would have liked to see him
1: direct again Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And like I said, I would have loved to see him in like a cooking movie.
2: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there's... And because truthfully, like the best play to film adaptations come from actor-directors, but also when the playwright is heavily involved too. So like because he had those deep ties to the theater world, and especially the off-Broadway theater world, mm-hmm. which is where the, some of the more interesting things happen. Especially at the public. Yeah. there, There's this, like, you look at something like this and go, oh, wow, there really could have been a lot more.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree. I don't know. I, I'm going to have to do like a more of a deep dive maybe for our like recap thing to see if he was interested in directing again. I didn't see too much. We see this happen with him. He doesn't really like the, uh, or he didn't really like the, press stuff
1: yeah yeah um and
0: and the stuff you have to do as actor director you
1: gotta do yeah you're doubling down on the duty so you gotta do
0: maybe that turned him off yeah i mean he really didn't have much time after this
1: no exactly and again like this is when he starts his i think his slippery slope back into addiction and i mean he certainly like you
0: said he certainly gained weight
1: (laughs) yeah yeah which again i would just like i want to see like you know he's got the kind like crappy wannabe dreadlocks in this movie. I just want to see like an overweight, sloppy looking chef that everyone's just like really turned off by his like physicality, but he makes like delicious plates. <laughs> Is this a autobiography?
2: Oh I'm glad wow. that he <laughs> <laughs>
0: You know I'm kidding. Wow. <laughs> You're not sloppy. No. And people are not turned off by your plates. <laughs>
1: Thank you. Softball. (laughs) 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 All right, so uh, Joanna, anything that you would like to? I mean, this is your welcome back to the world of podcasting. Yeah,
2: (laughs) thanks. It's been good. I'm glad I.
0: Yeah, we. I'm glad I got. We got your movie opinions of this year as well. Yeah. Then I will not be going to the theater till next year.
2: See, call me by your name. That one's good.
0: I will Oh, my brother said that was good. Yeah,
2: yeah and yeah, that's a great f- director too Luca, however you say his last name, but that oh, bet, that yeah. trilogy of movies he did, his the ones with the two Tilda Swinton and then this one are mm-hmm. really great together.
1: I love Army Hammer, so.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you are a big Army Hammer guy. Yeah. yeah. We always discuss it as a point in. And
2: you, you know, I think Timothy favorite. Chalamet or whatever however you say his name is a really good up and coming.
1: Yeah, he was snubbed,
2: young right? That's no, I think he got right. nominated for best actor.
1: Oh, okay.
2: And he's, like, 19, so, like, that's impressive. That's awesome.
0: Oh, yeah. that guy, yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: That's uh, cool. Yeah, so any, anything you want to... Add or, or add plug, plug or... or <laughs> where can people find you? Uh, yeah, if you want to be found.
2: If I want to be found. <laughs> the best place to find me is probably on Twitter, and my handle is Cinefile, C-I-N-E-F-I-L-L-E. I tweet a lot about reality TV. That's, like, my other
0: oh. fo- field of what, focus. what reality TV are you into?
2: Oh, well you know the 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 iconic moments that are going on right now Vanderpump Rules okay
0: okay i was going to i'm glad you did brought you that up did you post something right? earlier yes. today about it yes because i i've no, i don't know what the hell this show is about oh it's great you should really what...
2: watch it it's the m- <laughs> most important reality show but i show saw this time. clip
0: about pasta yeah and i can't get enough of it it's this is it's all yeah it's all about the pasta i'm sorry i didn't it's click on it it's all about it. the
2: pasta yeah. <laughs>
0: it's
2: all about the pasta i
0: was like what is this what is this vanderpump clearly rules. i'm into food so i'm intrigued
2: (laughs) it's
0: I don't really even know what it's about. But it's, it's just amazing. Oh,
2: What is... It's... The premise of Vanderpump Rules is that they're all servers at this restaurant called Serve in Los Angeles. It's a spinoff of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. What is
0: Vanderpump?
2: Yeah, Lisa well, Vanderpump is one of the characters. It's uh, one of the like uh, It sounds like very rule, like
1: European. Yeah
2: she's, like. yeah. she's British. They own a bunch of restaurants. Oh. And it's the spinoff about her casting. That's cast like the m-
0: hot show now, right? Yeah, it's been I, on for well, about it's five, like five seasons. And it's, What's
2: it on? It, it, it's on Bravo. And it's...
0: Oh. But I, like I only... What's I I only started. Yeah, my Top Chef
1: did. It's
2: it's worth the the binge. Like it's you can watch it all on Hulu right now. It's and that's what I did the first two weeks of January (sighs) was watch Vanderpump Rules, and now I'm obsessed. And every single cultural critic who. Is into reality TV. They all talk about Vanderpump Rules. Well,
0: yeah, it just seen like I get like lot of people Emily Nussbaum right wrote a
2: whole thing about it for the New Yorker. That's how like intense <laughs> this <laughs> this show is. But um, my you know last year I wrote about Mama June. Here comes Mama June for BuzzFeed and things like that. So like I, I have like a very strong like reality TV bent. I just started listening to um, Make Spidey Famous Again, which is Spencer Pratt and Heidi Montag's oh, wow. podcast. Mm-hmm. Which is fascinating. They, they're
0: literally podcasting about together. themselves. Wow,
2: throwback. And it's like <laughs> it's it's fascinating to like them. Like they're just talking about the industry and like what it's like to be failed reality stars. And it. How
0: are they failed though?
2: They're not. Well, they have no money, so they have they to. They
0: have do, no money. Yeah, they
2: talk oh, about trying to get their baby into baby modeling, and it's like
1: oh <laughs> which <laughs> makes me think of it's a really sunny <laughs> trying and to get a baby tan.
2: It's just like it's a level of like. It's like many layers of like our co- our like modern day American culture, which is like this very fueled by reality television.
1: Yeah, what did you write again? You posted like this is the pinnacle. Or- the pinnacle of modern American culture yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for, the, for the pasta clip.
0: Yeah, the pasta video. clip. Oh, it, yeah.
2: What
1: can I, I it, What pasta? It, no, it, it
0: doesn't well, matter. It's a
2: code word for cocaine. The
0: Apparently, but I don't want. Don't ruin it for me.
2: Oh, sorry. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm not.
0: I'm not caught up on Vanderpump Rules. You, you
2: really should. It's really. It's really something. You have Hulu, right?
0: Apparently, no. I was using my mother's subscription, wow. and she canceled it because she didn't use it. I was in the middle of Brooklyn Nine Nine. I was upset, but I, I, I'm going to go buy Hulu so I can so I can binge watch Vanderpump Rules. Anything else you suggest?
2: Vanderpump Rules is great. What else do I watch? Uh, I'm really obsessed with Love After Lockup, currently, which is a new show on WeTV. I told you, I'm a reality TV like, scholar. What is Love
0: After... I, mean, I, I think I can imagine, but I didn't oh. know what Vanderpump Rules was by the title. So, what Love After Lockup.
2: It's about people who meet prisoners, fall in love with them, and then the prisoners get released, and they go off into the world and start their romances in the real world. (laughs) It's kind
0: of fascinating. It's from
2: the same producers of 90 Day Fiancé, which is another
0: 90 Day Fiancé. I am... I'm looking at you, Kyle, because I'm so out of this reality TV world now, but I know you are so much you've been out of it for 30 years despite working in it
1: I would never really watch it <laughs> of course like when Survivor came out everyone's was like you gotta watch Survivor the first season of Survivor's yeah, exactly. uh, really I exactly was no but it wasn't even the first it was like the third Three? season Rupert was his Rupert. name yeah fuck you <laughs> fuck Rupert and then I watched the all-stars season cause then he came and then he won not didn't win the game but that's when the Boston he won like a guy. fan favorite, yeah, million, fan favorite dollars. million dollars yeah. yeah exactly
2: Rupert's icon with his tie-dye shirts
1: <sighs> he was so cool yeah. But he was just like, I'm a pirate. I'm going to steal from them. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> that's my Rupert. I don't uh. know. But, uh, yeah. So, I mean, I've never been a big reality TV person. And then the shows that I... I worked on so many pilots mm-hmm. that that's the whole thing. All these companies make... It's like old Hollywood, you make ten films of one of them successful. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> and
2: also the thing too about reality TV is that it's so cheap to make a reality show that yeah. they they happen yeah. constantly. And like there's a bunch of I, I, I heard a fact that like MTV gets pitched something like like they get so many, like thirty thousand pilots or something like a year. <sighs> oh or like they get pitched all these things a yeah. year. I and it's like imagine. it's an insane number. And that's and also on MTV right now is Siesta Key, which is like the new Laguna Beach. Yeah, there's the Floribama Shore. Oh, I saw a
0: poster for Floribama Shore. Yeah,
2: Yeah, it's very fascinating. (laughs)
0: Well, I I try to Duggars are my mainstay. (laughs) (laughs) I try to avoid reality TV because
1: we're living. (laughs) Well, there's just so much. Oh, Oh, you watch the problem.
0: I get hooked on. I'm like I'm stuck in like the corner of my couch (laughs) watching Total Divas for hours, and I'm just like, "What, what what happened? Where where have I been?
2: It's so also just a weird time, because we have a reality TV show host for a president, so...
0: That's a good point. That's yeah. what,
2: where are
1: we are. Yeah. We're just,
2: like, stuck in this, like, weird cycle of just, like, I don't
1: culture like, destroying us. I, like, I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, yeah, I... I the, when there's, there's just too much TV to begin with. And yeah. I know that's, like, like the ultimate first world problem. That might be the biggest ultimate first world problem of it all. It's just, like, there's so much great TV, and I have so much content. Uh, there's so much peak TV. TV. <laughs> I, watch, I watch it again since I like enjoy the world of food and cooking, but so I uh, reality TV to me like the always the most like and I'm doing air quotes honest is like the competitive shows because mm-hmm. at least again like you have like especially again when it's like when you have a talent of like forget survivor that you're just like mm-hmm. I mean everyone's just like wants to win the money but like top chef or
2: What's the one where they're like they make knives? That one's fascinating. They make
1: there's knives? Yeah, there's I've one. I've never.
2: That's like it's all about cool. like it's like extreme welding or it's not <laughs> called extreme welding, but it's like competitive craftsmanship with like making swords and knives. That's and cool. So yeah, Kyle,
0: but, yeah. you you like food? You like reality TV shows with food? Yes. You like competitiveness? Yes. Maybe Vanderpump Rules is for you. <laughs>
1: If that's I mean
2: if that- you really should watch it. Yeah. I actually think that you guys should do a podcast about Vanderpump pump rolls. Because- we,
0: that would be like hilarious, like <laughs> I, <laughs> we, we should do a special. Our, our Vanderpump Rules.
1: Only if you'll join us.
2: I would come back. If you decide to do a reality TV podcast, I would come back.
0: Maybe. Maybe we'll do a Vanderpump so Rules much, so It's much. going to be a lot of work. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of work. We can't do episode by episode. That would be crazy. You
2: could just have to binge watch it and just talk about it. We,
0: we I think we have to do, like, how many seasons did you say they were?
2: It's, it's six, but it's less than 100 episodes.
1: It's... <laughs> 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 an hour long? <laughs>
2: yeah, they're hour long, but, like, <laughs> there is there's some important... Wait, it's
1: been on for six seasons? Yeah. Yeah, it's the, it, well,
2: It's the most <laughs> popular show on Bravo right now. Like, it is... All the Real Housewives are kind of like... The thing that's going on with Bravo right now is that all the Real Housewives shows are sort of just, like, collapsing onto themselves because they've just been around too long, I think. And I think this, like, whole presentation of, like, the excess of wealth, people are just over it. And... Oh,
1: my um, God, this
0: is just... Yeah, but if we do one season each, and just, like, a special episode on each season, <sighs> and we just have, like, a little round table with with a couple of people we know. Sure. Kyle and Brian Vanderpump rule re- recaps. <laughs> We're sure our fans, especially
1: fans of Jacko's boating, will adore it. Uh, I'm just like exhausted by thinking about
2: it. <laughs> I think it's a great idea. No, it's a great idea. It's <laughs> a, daun- you a, a, da- a
0: daunting one. I just I just the start Not- of every episode is cuz cuz like You
2: say um, that now, but like Trust me. By season two, you are gonna. <laughs> uh,
0: I don't know, Kyle. Yeah. Me, yeah, I know, because I I hate myself for it, but I know I'll start to like I'll easily. start to feed into it. You get frustrated very easily with seeing like people like do the things they do in this show. Yeah, like to see it like on
1: TV, become like, very nihilistic. <laughs> <laughs> I, I w-
0: yeah, I. You're going to, you know, be. I l-
1: love moments. I'm sure. <laughs> but overall, No, but, it, but that's just... what's
0: going to make it fun. Okay. So, anyway, we were talking about check of voting, but thank yes, you, thank yeah. you for our deep <laughs> dive into reality TV, because I'm seriously considering that. Yeah. yeah. Um, anything else anyone wants to add? We'll just put, plug your
1: Twitter one more time. Yeah,
2: through. my Twitter is Cinefeel, C-I-N-E-F-I-L-L-E, which is how you know I used to be a film snob. But I came back, <laughs> left and came back. Um, now
0: you are a reality TV scholar. Now
2: snob. I'm a reality TV scholar, which is my other life. <laughs> there
0: you go. So I guess basically that's our show today, you know, like summed up everything. Um, what, Kyle, what do we have next week? Do
1: we decide Moneyball or Ides of March?
0: It's going to be either Moneyball or Ides of March. Yeah. Um, one of the two. Whether it's theatrical release or uh, festival <laughs> release. Yeah, like. we're still deciding, but yeah. it'll if it's Moneyball, we'll have the, the Godfather himself, Joey Lewandowski, on. Yes. And if it's Ides of March, we'll have Mr. Mr. Dan Puschelbeck. The, the right-wing... Uh, yes rocket or if you will he's <laughs> the a right
1: wing rocket
0: he'll call himself well what did he call himself oh hard r uh, is that, he called yeah. me he called me a soft d i don't, <laughs> I don't know his political terms but <laughs> the hard r dan pichelle will be on yeah for so Arts we can have March. some nice i of some March debating and um yeah oh you can follow all this show and all the other great shows on the cage club podcast network on cage CageClub.me. cage ME. we got some guest spots coming up on some various
1: projects Yes, and Joanna, thank you once again.
2: Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. This was fun.
1: And uh, if you we could sign off the Hoff fans by saying...
2: Stay on cool.
1: Boom. Thanks, Stay guys. Nice. Thanks. What?
3: Thing. Sexy thing